Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, usually about 13, 14 minutes. But even that short period of time, that's productive for us because it keeps us in God's word and thereby helps keep us focused on our faith in God and even growing in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God. It helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, upon our spiritual lives, the strength or lack thereof of our spiritual being. But it also helps keep us focused on eternity. We want to be in heaven. And being in God's word will guide us to that ultimate destiny if we'll live by those teachings, God's word, faithfully and consistently. Help people in your life turn their lives around by sharing these studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a wonderful, wonderful blessing that will be, both for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to finish up our line of thought and study that we've been looking at over the last several days. We're looking, focusing upon one particular pronouncement of judgment that we find in the parable of the talents, Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. We're talking about some servants of their master and Lord who were entrusted with certain sums of money while their Lord and master went on a trip for a long time. He came back and called them to account. And those who had used the sums of money that he had entrusted them with faithfully, actively, He pronounced them as good and faithful servants. But why did he pronounce them as good and faithful servants? Why did he pass that particular judgment upon them? Because they had done well. And so his statement was, well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joys of your Lord. One servant did not do well. And he was pronounced as being wicked and lazy. And he was cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, the point of this physical kind of story, called a parable again, Jesus was trying to get across the spiritual lesson. We are supposed to be the servants. God blesses us with certain blessings, and he expects us to use them in his service, and serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Lord, the master in the story. He has gone off on a journey. He's in heaven right now at the right hand of the throne of God. Acts chapter 2 tells us that. But he's coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to, and we can read 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8 to assure us of that. And he's going to call us to account 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, to give account of the deeds done in our bodies, in our physical lives, while on this earth, whether good or bad. And we're waiting for that ultimate pronouncement of judgment. The good servants, those who had done well, the master, the Lord in the parable said, well done, good and faithful servants. Enter into the joys of the Lord. We want to hear that on that final day of judgment. That means that we can be ushered through those pearly gates and walk those golden streets in the city of heaven itself for all of eternity. 
eternal life with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That one wicked, lazy servant who is cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's an imagery of hell for all of eternity. Condemnation, cut off from the presence of God. 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 9. Well, where are you? Where are you as you're living your life right now before God? And you're living your life before God. Even people who say, I don't believe in God. There's, that does not change the reality of God. God is. God is there. They're living their lives before God. The way you're living your life right now, will you hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of your Lord? Have you made a commitment to be a good and faithful servant of God, of Jesus, so that at judgment you can hear from the Lord himself, well done, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of the Lord. In Romans chapter 6, beginning with verse 16, reading through verse 18, we read this. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you are that one's slaves whom you obey? Whether of sin leading to death, remember the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23, or of obedience leading to righteousness. The rest of verse 23 in Romans chapter 6 says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey? You are that one's slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. You know, a whole lot of people, they get all hung up on that word slave. They see it as a word of connotation that is talking about putting a physical person into bondage, into slavery. What, what Paul is trying to get across here is either you are a slave to righteousness, to God. You are walking with God in faithful, consistent obedience and dedication. Or you're a slave to the devil because you're living your life in sinfulness on an ongoing basis. Now, which one is your master? God? Jesus? Or is your master the devil? But God be thanked, Paul goes on and says, that though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. In other words, you obeyed the gospel of Christ. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. <clears throat> you see, there are only two different lifestyles to choose from. One is a lifestyle of faithful righteousness, faithful obedience, faithful dedication to God through Jesus Christ. You live by God's word. The Bible is your guidebook. You study it. You live by it. You make the applications properly and, and consistently to your life. That's a life of righteousness, godliness, goodness, of service to God in Christ. The other lifestyle 
the only other one to choose from is the way of sinfulness, and that leads to eternal condemnation in hell. If you don't repent and turn back to God through Christ, God sent his son to go to that cross as the perfect sacrifice for your sins, to give you the opportunity through him to be forgiven, to be redeemed, to be saved, and have eternal life in heaven. But you have to make the choice. Jesus went to that cross, but neither God nor Jesus makes you be obedient. As you recognize your sinfulness and repent of it, that is, you make up your mind to change, and you put that mindset into action through obedience and turning away from sinfulness, then you can be baptized into Christ, immersed in the waters of baptism, and the blood that he shed on that cross for you will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. But you have to make up your mind. Whom are you going to serve? What kind of life are you going to live? What kind of life are you living right now? We drop down to verse 20 in Romans chapter 6. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Because you see, the two lifestyles, the two pathways through life are not in sync. They're contrary to one another. They go in opposite directions. Jesus described them as the way to heaven being a straight and narrow pathway of truth. The way to eternal condemnation is in, in hell is the wide, broad, six-lane highway with no, no holds barred. But eternal destruction is its result. Eternal life is the destiny of the straight and narrow pathway of truth that leads to heaven. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? Paul asks. For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin, and it's condemnation, obviously, and having become slaves of God, you're living by the teachings of God's word. You have your fruit to holiness and the end, everlasting life. <clears throat> now, what was that pronouncement again? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. The psalmist wrote this in Psalm 16, verses 10 and 11. For you will, and speaking in prophecy of Christ, for you will not leave my soul in Sheol, the grave. Nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now that ultimately, I believe, is a messianic prophecy. Speaking of the coming of Jesus, he would die on that cross, he would be put in that tomb, but God would not let him stay there. He would raise him from that physical death, bring him forth from that tomb, 
because he's the Savior. If you read and study closely the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, you will see another resurrection story there. And that's the resurrection of you and I. Jesus died on that cross to give us the opportunity to be resurrected from physical death on that final day of judgment to eternal life with him in heaven. Is that going to be your destiny? In order for that to be your destiny, you have to humbly be that good and faithful servant who does well so that Jesus can pronounce, enter into the joys of your Lord, eternal life in heaven. Are you ready to make up your mind? We'd like to help you. You can call us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. You can go to our website, churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link and you can contact us that way. We'd love to help you. We'd love to pray with you, for you. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the mail. Please contact us. Make up your mind to be that good and faithful servant to do well, living for God by his teachings. Let's pray. Father, help us to be that faithful servant, to do well, to be able to look forward with confidence, to hear those words, enter into the joys of your Lord, to be with you in heaven for all of eternity. Praise be to you, Father. Guide us to live to your praise and glory in faithful, consistent obedience. Please be merciful with us. Please be patient with us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.